Welcome back to the Queen's School Chester podcast, where we talk to staff, parents and pupils about topics that are relevant to you. In this episode, we're stepping into the catering department because we're speaking to John Simpson. He's the chef manager at the school. Now, we all love a good bit of decent food, and this episode is great for learning more about what happens at lunchtime in school. John's going to explain how they get the balance between healthy, nutritious food and what the pupils there really want to eat, why good nutrition can make such a difference for their work, and we hear all about the various dietary requirements they have today compared to life in the 80s. So for all that and for more, come with me now as we speak to the school's chef manager, it's John Simpson. John, thank you for joining us on this episode of the podcast. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Very well. We're recording this on a Monday afternoon, and and I guess it being an afternoon is quite key for you because it's after lunch. Is this a more free time of your day to talk? Yeah, definitely. It's a time I uh, enjoy, uh, peace and quiet. Uh, The team's gone home, the students are uh, back in in lessons, so uh, I can plan for the following day, plan my ordering, any menu changes I need to make, I can make... Uh, catch up on emails and so forth. So uh, yeah, it's it's uh, quite a nice part of the day, really. Mm. Well, I'm dying to hear a bit more about the meal planning and how you go about doing that. So uh, I'll ask you something about that in a moment. But first of all, tell me a little bit about how long you've been at the school for and what you were doing beforehand. I've been at the school since August 2021. Uh, and before that, I worked for a contract catering company. Uh, I was with them for 17 years. Uh, and I started with them as a, a head chef mm-hmm. for uh, the health and safety executive um, main office in Liverpool mm-hmm. and then continued with them, worked for uh, catering for the police, training colleges, uh, national crime agency. Uh, and then later on in, in my career, uh, I got promoted to an operations manager um, and was involved in um, maintained education. Mm-hmm. And, and I looked after um, 12 um, sites across the, the West Midlands and, uh, and the Northwest. Mm. Um, so I was an area manager, basically. Really enjoyed it. A lot of travelling involved. Okay. And tell me a bit about how you've seen school meals change from when you were at school. I mean, I don't want you to give away your age or anything, but I'd love to know a little bit about how school meals were back then when when you were at school compared to how they are now at a school like the Queen's. Well, I'm afraid I won't be giving away my age because I went to school sort of in the uh, 70s and the 80s. So it was, you know, liver and onions, lumpy mash, semolina pudding. Uh, It wasn't a great choice for you know, young young children, I thought, uh, although it was a healthy option, uh, having liver and onions and mashed potato with no butter in it. Um, it sort of then, in the 80s, it went the opposite way and you was being served chips and turkey twizzlers. Um, so it wasn't particularly nutritious. So it, it, it certainly has changed over the years. You know, you, you didn't have much of a choice when I was at school. The choice was take it or leave it. There was no such thing as vegetarian, gluten-free. You know, you didn't even see a, a salad. Uh, there was nothing particularly green on the menu. It was, you know, cabbage if you was lucky, which was cooked to death mm-hmm. in the steamer. You know, I think 
school meals have definitely become healthier over the years, as well as the demand, the demand sorry, for uh, dietary requirements, such as vegan, vegetarian and halal uh, offers. I've definitely seen big improvements in uh, the nutritional quality of meals being provided. Uh, and, you know, the request to make vegetarian meals available for all. You know, meat eaters now uh, are looking... Uh, you know, I'd just pick a vegetarian meal as the norm. It's no big, no big issue. Mm. One of the biggest changes is demand for dietaries such like as gluten free, dairy free, lactose free. So that 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 can be quite challenging. Uh, we're also seeing, you know, the demand for uh, sustainability, more plant based alternatives to mm. meat, a reduction in food miles. Uh, in fa- you know, in favour of local and seasonal produce. So they're big big changes as well. Mm. So it's great to hear that there's this provision for people with all of these different dietary requirements. But tell me a little bit about the different choices that are available for people that don't have any dietary needs like that. The choices that we offer at at Queen's, uh, we obviously have a main main meal option, uh, usually served with vegetables, fresh vegetables and potatoes or rice. Um, We have a vegetarian option, a vegan option, jacket potatoes with fillings such as baked beans, cheese, tuna. We always have a, a pasta dish on with a, usually, veg, well, always a vegetarian pasta dish. Paninis, hot paninis with various fillings, cold sandwiches, um, vegetarian-based soups with bread, a salad bar, fresh fruits, uh, and homemade, home-baked cakes. Yeah, that's that's the the offer of the day. Now, tell me a bit about the difference that it makes providing, you know, good quality, nu- nutritious food for for the children in school. What I guess what I'm thinking about really is that, you know, we all know that we should be eating, you know, better food. And when I say better food, I, I mean eating our greens, for example. But why is that actually important? You know, what actually happens inside our bodies? What happens to our brains when we eat the right kind of food at lunchtime? Well, yeah, the, the importance of, of a healthy diet within schools is, is vital for many reasons, from you know supporting ap- academic performance and and supporting sports performance. Depending, you know, if the school is is um, big on on sports, which uh, Queens is, and one key benefit of a healthy diet is improving the emotional well being of of students and and teachers and people in general. It can stabilise your mood and sharpen your mind. Getting the right f- food, uh, you know, as a direct link to improve brain function. Mm-hmm. And sort of going back to my last uh, role as an operations manager, we, you know, we took on a school, uh, a maintained uh, education school, which did have uh, problems, behavioural problems at the school, and it was based on the, on the diet that they were having and, and you know after, after a, a month or so that we made those changes the mood of the students uh, changed gosh that's incredible isn't it yeah definitely as 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 benefits um, all over really uh, mm. having a balanced nutritious diet mm. john do you have children yourself i do yeah twin boys oh, okay and how old are they uh, 17 Okay, right. So you, you've gone through the younger years then. So you know what it's like as a parent when you're giving your children food, which is good for them, but maybe they're going to be pushing back a little bit. I'm, I'm just wondering really how you strike the balance in school between providing the right food that the girls 
you know, need in order to have a productive afternoon in school, you know, the right nutrition inside themselves, but balancing that with, you know, what they crave, what they desire. Yeah, I, I always encourage and welcome feedback from, from the students. And uh, the school is very good at making this happen through, you know, we have a school council, we have a full a food, uh, a food school committee. Sorry, uh, and these in these meetings, you know, I I am always present. I also always go into the dining hall at lunch and monitor what the girls are eating or what they're not eating. And if I see someone not eating or not enjoying, you know, what they're eating, I always go over discreetly and offer an alternative mm. uh, or discuss, you know, why aren't they liking it. So, you know, we listen, we adapt the menus weekly, daily. Um, you know, we're, we're open to change. Mm. So I'm not particularly concerned about them not having anything nutritious here at Queen's because I believe our food offer is, is well balanced, um, you know, within the menu. You know, when we have rice on, I always add some brown rice mm -hmm. in our sauces. I add lentils minced vegetables so it's pureed down they don't necessarily see that mm -hmm. um but it's in there um it's balanced and you know young people are, are a lot more health conscious now and they're aware of of food they're aware of food trends so, so to get the balance is is relatively easy now i always follow the food trends we always you know we eat out well, you know, myself and my team, we are foodies, you know, it's something that we love. So uh, we keep up to date with the food trends. So we, and sh and we, you know, bring that back into the school, uh, ensuring that this is, you know, this is what people want. You've got mm. to keep up to date with your food offer. Mm. So if young people are more up to date with food trends than, you know, the likes of you and I were, and possibly the people listening to this when they were younger, uh, how things used to be for them, where does that come from? These food trends—is—is is this social media driven? I think so. Yeah, I think it, it's it's social media, it's TV. You know, you, you can't turn the TV on now without being a, a cookery program and and so forth. And and the opportunity there now to eat out more—it's it, everybody is eating out again. When back in when I was a, a young uh, lad, eating out was was never. The done thing it was a big big treat mm. now it's just what you do um, you know i probably eat out twice a week three times a week mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it's it's ready available to eat out mm. and john when you go out to eat what do you tend to eat is there a particular kind of food not necessarily uh, you know it can be gastro style food and you know sometimes eating out is a hobby of mine and I am lucky enough to have a, a son who has followed in his father's footsteps, who is now a chef, mm -hmm. and he works in a three Michelin star restaurant, which I'm extremely proud of. Um, so me and my son have a little hobby, and, and we every sort of three months we treat ourselves and we go um, to different Michelin starred restaurants uh, throughout the country. Oh, okay. So tell me where some of these are then in that case. Uh, we've been lucky enough. We've been to Tom Kerridge's restaurant down in London. Mm -hmm. We've been to Tom Kitchen's restaurant in Edinburgh. Where else have we been? I'm trying to think. We've obviously re eaten at um, where Harvey works, which is on Clune in uh, Cartmel in the Lake District. Mm -hmm. um, there's three three restaurants there, and we've eaten in all of those. 
and most recently we ate at uh, a restaurant called Moor Hall in Ormskirk which is a two-star uh, restaurant and the experience is is unbelievable mm. the, the food is is like i say is a big treat and we 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 do we do have to save up for it but uh, mm. it's it's our little our little hobby and just just me and my uh, my son go Oh, John, it's making me hungry just talking about this. It really is. <laughs> Let's take it back into school life for a second. I mean, quite a few parents have children who are fussy eaters. Now, I know that sometimes in a school environment, you can have, you know, if, uh, if you know, you get the peer pressure, don't you, where somebody might say that they like th- that they don't like something when they're at home, but when they're with friends, they do go ahead and happily eat that thing. But what can parents do at home if they find that they have a fussy eater for one of their children? Well, I'm relatively experienced in this because my other son is or was an extremely fussy eater. Mm. Uh, and I made quite a lot of mistakes, you know, getting really frustrated with him. Um, so I think my, my advice is try not to worry. I would just monitor what they're eating over the week and not necessarily what they're eating within the day. You know, if your child is is active and main, is maintaining you know, a good weight, uh, for getting enough to eat. Um, Mm. I certainly would avoid talking about it to them because it can add pressure to them, you know, um, and make the situation worse. I never provided an alternative. If I just, I didn't force it. I just, if they didn't want to eat what I put in front of them, I would just say, well, it's, you know, bread and cheese. That was... And, and a glass of milk and and that was it i wouldn't cook separate separate meals which it's difficult to do where you know you don't want your, your your child to go hungry but so you know i didn't overload them on snacks i made sure that they were hungry at meal times and you know like you just said i would i would invite friends round for tea you know the ones that would eat well um that was was a big help and easy for me but i got them involved in cooking Mm. so they were more likely to eat it i always from a very very early age they were cooking with me just doing basic skills like chopping an onion chopping the mushrooms etc it's great to hear that you're involving them in some of the food preparation uh, at home of course i guess that in your role as a chef manager in a school then that's naturally going to happen how about for other children in other families? You know, how important is it for them to learn basic cooking skills and to learn something about nutrition? Well, for me, you know, cooking, it's its a basic life skill. It helps you get prepared for life after school, um, you know, when they have to go and fend for themselves uh, at university. Usually after they've left school, they, they go on to university or college. So I think by giving young people cooking skills are more likely to grow up healthy adults because they have a better knowledge of cooking mm-hmm. you know better knowledge of different cooking techniques and methods they have different tastes uh, and even you know studies have shown that learning cooking skills has a positive Im- impact on eating habits uh, because they recognize healthy foods mm-hmm. you know they understand foods they see different ingredients uh, it also creates you know curiosity to try different foods you know and broadens the people's palates mm. you know and, and for me created good memories you know we, we'd you know i'd get my boys baking cakes and we'd make a right mess uh, but we'd have fun 
uh, with that. So it, it did create some, you know, good good memories. You know, it also teaches safety, good hygiene. Certainly helped my boys with maths. It helped me with maths, um, and it helps you know with science science subjects as well. So I think yeah, I think le learning cooking. There's lots of different skills, um, you know, to to be taken on when when you when you're cooking. Uh, and again, here at Queens, you know, I take a small group of Year Thirteen students, and I try and get them cooking uh, ready for university, helping them, you know make healthy choices mm -hmm. you know if they're on a budget you know students do struggle financially usually when they're at university so you know we we've done a few cooking lessons you know how how to get different meals out of a, you know a couple of pound of uh, minced beef i've shown them how to own a chick a whole chicken out we've done bread making you know a, a curry uh, a risotto pasta dishes um so yeah, I absolutely love teaching teaching the girls here at uh, at Queens, uh, you know, and hopefully they'll t they'll take the take the skills away and they'll remember me that uh, help them get through uni through university. Mm. And that's called Quest, is that right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Right. Understood. Okay, so tell me a little bit more then about the dietary requ requirements because we talked about that earlier on, and you mentioned that these days that there tend to be you know lots of dietary requirements. Are you finding that there are more and more, and I'm not thinking about religious reasons so much, but more so the lifestyle choices almost from, you know, people going from being a meat eater to being vegetarian to going vegan. How are you finding that's coming along these days? The change is incredible. O over, you know, the last five years, I've, I've noticed it a lot, lot more. It is a challenge for us. Um, and we, we know, we do have a variety of requirements, uh, but, in the end, it offers us a greater re return, you know, a greater reward in return. You know, we have gluten freeze, we have dairy free uh, students with egg allergies. So, you know, we always try and ensure that we offer, you know, exactly the same that's on the menu so that, you know, the girls aren't being left out or, you know, so... We get these, you know, these girls come to the, come to direct tours to the kitchen door so we ensure that they're getting the correct lunch because obviously you know we, we can't make any errors if if uh, if someone's got an allergy and or an intolerance to to food so mm. we it's cooked separate it's it's separate separated in the kitchen they come and then we give them the meals and because you know it's a relatively small group i think there's about 15 students with with dietary requirements uh at Queens, we built a good relationship up with those girls. So we talk to them regular, making sure that they're happy with what we're giving them. Um, and if there's anything, again, if there's anything that they don't like that we're giving them, or there's anything they would like, because they they eat it on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we we'll adapt the menu for those. Now, on the one hand, it's great to have all of this choice, this selection. And again, I'm not thinking about religious reasons or, or allergies so much, but at the complete opposite end of the spectrum, I guess you could call it, there's another school I was talking to recently, right down in the south of the UK, where they just have one set meal for their lunches. And it's, it's, it's a different meal every day, but it's the same for everybody. It's a prep school. It's not a senior school there as well. And it's a boys' school. It's not a girls' school. Uh, I don't know if that's a relevant point at all, but what are your thoughts on 
on that being completely the opposite end of how life is at the Queen's? I think, you know, giving people one choice isn't great. It's, again, it's like going back when I was at school. We ensure that no one goes away without having having something to eat. And, you know, I've discussed the offer that, that we have here at Queen's. And again, I make sure if they don't like that, that we, we try and give them an alternative. Mm. Mm. Uh, you know, I will go discreetly. I will go and speak to them um, and see if there's anything we can offer, you know, mm. even if it's, you know, a, a, a different sandwich, you know, omelettes, uh, you know, beans on toast, even if, if that's what they fancy, mm. we will we will do it. Mm. Mm. You know, there's, there's certain boundaries we can't do. If we haven't got the ingredients, mm. then we can't do it. But we, we will... You know, we'll do our best, um, and if we can't do it, then we'll, you know, make well, it's a lesson learned, and we'll go back and we'll, uh, you know, adapt the menu. We'll order some ad- additional foods in. I had a, a student last week asking uh, for a certain type of biscuit. We've done it. We've made it for them. We will always do our utmost. Yes. You know, we don't get it right all the time, but if we don't get it right, we'll make sure we get it right you know, the next day. I love that. What a great attitude. Totally love it. Uh, John, we need to bring this episode to a close in a minute, but if anyone's been listening to this and they want to find out more about the food provision at school, then how should they find out more about that? Should they get in touch with the main main reception or can they come through to you directly? I think they're better off going through the, the main reception and then it can get fed back to me and then I can, you know, put a reply together and hopefully they'll, you know, resolve any any issues that uh, they may have fantastic well john thank you so much for your time it's been great talking to you i really appreciate you giving up the time uh i better leave you to get back to your meal planning for for tomorrow and the rest of the week from now on thank you lovely thank you very much been a pleasure thank you so that was john simpson chef manager at school opening up the world of food to us i really am quite hungry now with all this talk so i might just have to plan some meals for the rest of this week to find out more about food at the school just get in touch and john will be very happy to help you Now, our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.